Hi, I'm Sam Hawley, coming to you from the lands of the Gadigal people. This is ABC News Daily. There have been five rate rises this year, but so far borrowers are only stumping up the repayments for the first two. That's because the banks need time to recast the loans. It means the Reserve Bank of Australia doesn't really know yet the effect its constant rate hikes are having, and it won't until Christmas. Today, the ABC's business editor, Ian Verinder, on why the RBA may have already damaged the economy by going too far. Mortgage holders are preparing for another hit this afternoon with the Reserve Bank widely tipped to jack up interest rates again. The question from forecasters isn't whether rates will increase, but by how much. Furiously on the Reserve Bank website, and it is, as expected, an increase of half a percentage point, which takes the new cash rate to 2.35%. That's the highest level in almost eight years, highest level since December. Ian, hardly surprising, is it, that rates have gone up again, fifth time this year. We're getting pretty used to it by now. We certainly are, Sam. I mean, uh, and this is four double hikes in succession. So really unusual. I can't, well, I can't remember a time when we we were hiking at this kind of speed. When you say double hike, what do you mean by that? Why double well, normally, uh, it, for some reason in the past 20 years or so, central banks, including our own, have um, just abided by this convention that uh, when you raise rates, you do it by a quarter of a percentage point, not 0.25 percentage points. Mm. And so, you know, now the Reserve Bank of Australia has done uh, four lots of 0.5 percentage points. So they're really pushing it and pushing it hard. Uh, and it's not just Australia, it's globally as well. Everybody's really jumping in ahead of, uh, well, trying to head off major problems with inflation. And I guess one of the dangers with uh, what they're doing at the moment is it often takes months for these changes in interest rates to actually filter through into beha- into behaviour, you know, amongst consumers and in, within the economy generally. And so if you really, you know, jack up rates by 0.5 percentage points, you would hang back for a month or two to see what kind of impact that had. To do four in a row, uh, wow. I mean, you know, we've only, we're only just starting to feel the impact now of the rate hikes we had back in April and May. Mm. So what's going to be happening around about Christmas time? All right. Just explain that for me, because we've had now five rate rises, but you seem to be saying that we're not really feeling the full extent of those rises yet. Just unpack that for me. Well, it takes a little while for banks, firstly, to pass on interest rate hikes. I mean, you know, they've got to go through, you know, they might announce that they're going to do it, but they'll they'll say that they'll be doing it in a month's time or a month or six weeks' time. And then it might take you a month or two to adjust your spending habits to fit the new budget, uh, the new commitments you've got to make. So all up there, you've got three or four months' worth of delays That's what economists call the lagged effect. It's like Mm. a delayed reaction in a way. The danger, I guess, is that because there is such a lag, that if you do it too too hard and too fast, 
uh, then you might overstep the mark. Mm. And um, and this is this is really the problem that they could be facing. And look, the money markets somehow believe that that the Reserve Bank will be raising interest rates to beyond three and up towards four percent by you know within the next few months. Now you could do that, but uh, the impact on the economy. I mean, you'd almost certainly tip the economy into recession. The Reserve Bank has got enough smart people in uh, you know, at the upper echelon there to know that theoretically you could do that and you'd probably kill inflation, but you would really damage the economy. And that is not what they want to do. And uh, I think you'll find that maybe by next month, they'll start to either scale it back to 0.25 percentage point hikes and then then start to have a rest, you know, do do nothing for one month or two months and see what impact, the longer term impact is going to happen, you know, when these uh, rate hikes start to really bite. If they are overstepping the mark, the RBA, what should they be doing instead? I mean, you say there are people within the RBA on the board who sit around the table that are smart enough to know what's going on. So can we trust that they're actually making the right decisions now? Uh, You can't really, no. Mm. And uh, unfortunately, I mean, they've made a couple of very wrong calls over the past year or so. They probably, in hindsight, and hindsight's a great thing really, isn't it? You know, the rearview mirror, you can look back and go, that's what we should have done. Mm. It, It is a strategy that's fraught with danger. And the big problem, I guess, is that interest rates are one of the few tools that they have. One of the other dangers, I guess, for Australia is that um, we are very uh, sensitive to interest rate movements. Most of the loans that people borrow, uh, use to borrow, are, are variable rate loans, or even even our fixed rate loans are really only for a couple of years, two, three, four years. Uh, in the States, for instance, you know, a lot of people will borrow money for a home 25, 30 years, and that interest rate will not change. So in America, they can change the interest rates, and it really only affects corporate borrowings. It doesn't really affect households, and therefore it doesn't really affect household spending, whereas here it really has a big impact on household spending, and household spending is 60% of the Australian economy of GDP. So you know, if you really muck around with interest rates in Australia, you can have a uh, almost a turbocharged effect on uh, on how that affects household spending. Mm, so in the US, you could have a fixed loan for 30 years. I mean, why don't we do that here? Yeah, it's a good question. It's just never been the, the case here. Maybe the banks feel that uh, they can make more money um, by doing it uh, that way here. I mean, our banking system is not as competitive as in the States. We've got four big ones and a, and a couple of uh, smaller banks. America you know, after the depression in the 30s, had a, had a law that essentially meant that uh, you you couldn't you had to have a lot of different banks. You couldn't have more than one bank branch at one stage, uh, and so that that saw a whole lot of banks being uh, formed across the states. A lot more competition because you mentioned the US, of course. The boss of the Reserve Bank there, Jerome Powell. I mean, he says he's going to continue to keep putting up rates over and over again because that's the way he says you have to deal with inflation. These are the unfortunate costs of reducing inflation. But a failure to restore price stability would mean far greater pain. That's what we're doing here, isn't it? It is. And look, the the, the statement that's come out after the um, 
decisions does indicate a little bit that they are quite aware of the dangers of the path that they're on. That's not as uh, the term is hawkish. I guess it's the, they're not as aggressive as Jerome Powell was a little over a week ago in his speech. It was a, an eight and a half, nine minute speech that um, just rocked stock markets. Reducing inflation is likely to require a sustained period of below trend growth. Moreover, there will very likely be some softening of labour market conditions. Jerome Powell just went full bore and said, "We're we're you know really going to battle inflation. We're going to you know we don't and we don't care about the consequences." Restoring price stability will likely require maintaining a restrictive policy stance for some time. The historical record cautions strongly against prematurely loosening policy. We will keep at it until we're confident the job is done. Thank you. Mm, So the RBA is trying to get inflation under control here, of course, by trying to get people to stop spending by increasing interest rates so more money is going into home loans, I suppose. You mentioned, though, that if they go too far, that we could end up in recession too. What else could go horribly wrong, Ian, if we continue on a path that's not quite the right one? Well, it doesn't get too much worse than recession. Mm. Um, And, you know, even the Reserve Bank Governor, Philip Lowe, you know, readily admits that it's a narrow path that they have to tread uh, to try and ratchet down uh, inflation without tipping the economy in, into recession. Uh, I think you said in the statement today that it's a narrow path with uh, clouds clouds forming over the narrow path. I would have thought there'd be obstacles in the way of the path. Maybe that's for next month. Mm. I don't know. but uh, <laughs> More rain to come. Yeah. And Ian, apart from those dark clouds over the path, what do you think we'll be looking at by Christmas? Look, I, I think that this is probably the last double rate hike we've seen in this cycle. So I would expect over the next few months that they might push through a few more, um, but they would be, you know, the quarter of percentage point rate hikes. And they probably will start to have a month or two of rest to just see what the impact is going to be. Mm, But it sounds like there'll be certainly less in our Chrissy stockings this year. Well, I mean, if you just think about what the average kind of loan is for for home loans, it's around about say seven fifty thousand. Um, the interest rate hikes that we've seen up until today would add around about nine hundred and twenty nine hundred and thirty dollars per month to your mortgage bill. It's not going to be easy. Ian Verinder is the ABC's business editor. The official cash rate is now 2.35%, the highest in seven years. The RBA governor, Philip Lowe, says he expects inflation to increase further and the board to raise rates again in the months ahead, although it's not on a preset path. This episode was produced and mixed by Chris Dengate. Additional production by Sydney Peed and Flint Duxfield. Our supervising producer is Stephen Smiley. I'm Sam Hawley. ABC News Daily will be back again tomorrow. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to an ABC podcast. Discover more great ABC podcasts, live radio and exclusives on the ABC Listen app.